Okay, you could start whenever. Welcome back to another episode of the Born Again Again podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Joe. We're an ex-Christian couple learning how to live on the other side of religion. On this podcast, we'll talk about our journey, reasons we left the church, things we're going through now, and ways we've grown since. So first of all, we just wanted to say a huge mega thank you to everybody who wrote us messages and left comments for us uh, when we announced the podcast for the first time this past week. Uh, We had been really nervous about it for a long time, Mm -hmm. and it felt so great to have so many people who uh, resonated with what we were sharing. And so we super, super appreciate that. Yeah, thank you so much. So today in the podcast, we're going to be talking about our Christian marriage and what happened to it when we decided to leave Christianity. Yeah, that's like the biggest fear that I think a lot of people, one of the biggest fears a lot of people have when they start to lose their faith is what's going to happen to their relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think that was one of my biggest fears. I mean, from the first night when you told me that you were starting to feel a little bit weird about things, it was like alarm bells going off in my head. What's going to happen to us? What's going to happen to our marriage? All of that. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've read a lot of stories about people who haven't had as good of luck with their marriage as, as we did. Yeah. You know, luckily we went through this together, but if you don't, it can really cause a lot of discord in your marriage For sure. you know, and even, even divorce. Yeah. Um, I wanted to start out reading a couple of Bible verses that kind of just inform what our thinking was like uh, when we were first leaving our faith. Uh, around marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one I have is Ephesians 5, 20 through, 22 through 24. And it says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything they do. This is weird because... I've heard this verse so many times, and I think they read it at tons of Christian weddings. But when you actually read it now, being out for a while, it sounds so sexist to me, especially as the woman who is supposed to be the one who is submitting to you. Yeah, it sucks and for you. It's funny. I know. <laughs> I really get thrown under the bus. It's funny. Um, I like, I think in our marriage, I, I never really did submit very well. And I think it caused a lot of problems. Like, not that you, were angry at me for it, but I, I'm pretty stubborn and yeah. I like to say what I think. Yeah. And I think we just learned to work around that and sort of, I feel as though we kind of forgot about these verses. Yeah. Do you I feel think that you're right. Way? I think you're right to but an extent. But I always felt bad about it. I always felt super bad that I'm like, oh man, why can't I just keep my mouth shut? Yeah. Well, you that's, know? and I think that's something we can talk about more later, but I have, I wanted to say too, I feel like I probably did like have some kind of judgments towards you while we were married during that time, Mm -hmm. like that you weren't as submissive as an ideal Christian wife might be, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, or like that you were too prideful Mm -hmm. or whatever. And that sucks that I had to think that about you, Yeah, you know? Well, it's not your fault. (laughs) I guess. You were brainwashed from childhood. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad I don't have to think that way anymore. Yeah. But anyway, so that that was one of the verses uh, all about wives being nice and submissive. Uh, the next one, this is Jesus talking in Mark 10. It says, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Use the word flesh a lot there. Scary. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. 
And in the house the disciples asked him again about this matter, and he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her, and if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Now, this, I feel like, perfectly describes our view of divorce, Mm -hmm. um, which for us, and I think probably for a lot of Christian people, divorce was never, ever, ever even an option. Mm -hmm. Like, from the very beginning, um, I remember some of my non-Christian friends asking if we were doing a prenuptial. Oh, yeah. At the time, I'd never even heard about that. Yeah, I I had never either. And I remember one friend asked me that, too. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, no. Scoff. Are you kidding kidding? me? I'm not planning on getting divorced. I don't believe in divorce. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it was like, not even that it was not an option. It just like wasn't part of marriage at all. Like that wasn't even a consideration we had. Yeah, you married the one. Yeah, right. And your partner's with him or her forever. Well, not only that, it's... like this verse talks about that God is the one who brings two people together and makes them one flesh, you know, says what therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. So I think even that like subconsciously, I kind of felt like our marriage wasn't our own. No, you're right. It was like, it was like we were joined together in marriage because God wanted us to be joined together in marriage because it would help glorify him more. For like a greater purpose. Yeah. You're right. I never thought about it like that. Definitely didn't seem like our own. Yeah. It was always like, I wanted it to be our own so bad. And I think like there were so many parts of it that I loved. Yeah. But I did always feel like, make sure like we're doing the right things. Like we're, you know, we're, we're glorifying God. Right. And do you remember right before we got married, uh, sitting in that second living room at my family's house and mm-hmm. my dad talking to us about marriage? And he said that, he said that thing about divorce. Like he, he said him and my mom for, for them, divorce is never an option. Yeah. And so he wants us to not enter into marriage lightly because divorce is not even an option. Wow. Do you yeah. remember him saying yeah, that? Yeah, I do us? remember saying that. And I remember being like, oh, sure, whatever, Dad. Like, yeah, I really <laughs> like Joe a lot, so I don't want to divorce okay, him. I'm really uncomfortable in this back room, Dad. Dad, please <laughs> stop talking about this. <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, it was, that's totally how we felt about it. It mm-hmm. was, it was like God brought us together. Our marriage was kind of a tool for God's kingdom and therefore we were always going to be together and divorce was never an option, which of course we weren't like sad about that. No. You know, it, it was like, oh, I don't care. We're going to be married anyways. I want to be married to you anyways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that being said, it was like, it was never even something we would ever even consider. Yeah, it was like a word erased from our vocabulary. Yeah, I think right. that's actually a really good way to put it because because of what I'll talk about later about divorce. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we have one more verse and I'll read this one. It's from Ecclesiastes 4.12 and it says, A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And I... I feel like this one is read at weddings all the time mm-hmm. and even accompanied by that little uh, ceremony where you have three cords or three pieces oh, of string and you make a braid. Touching. Yeah, the husband and wife will. And the third is supposed to represent God or Jesus, um, of course. And so that really uh, solidifies in your mind the fact, the fact, the fact, quotes, can't <laughs> see this, but that God is he's required to be there in a marriage in order for it to not break. Yeah. Because otherwise, if you don't have a cord of three strands, then you're weak and yes, you might break because it's just built on two sinful, you two know, sinful humans, humans, imperfect and imperfect. How humans. are we expected to like stay together for a whole lifetime? If we don't have God to keep us together, some kind of rock mm-hmm. on, on which to stable. stabilize yeah, our, right. yeah, our vows. Yeah. So I, th- I think we like totally believe this stuff. I, I, these verses aren't things we like read often and tried to take literally and like really thought about every day. But like, They're, I think subconsciously, yeah. we really felt like 
God was holding our marriage together and the point of our marriage was God because the point of each of our lives individually was glorifying God. Mm -hmm. So like, of course our marriage was also there to serve God. Yes. Um, so yeah, we, we had a really strong view of marriage in one sense, strong in the sense that like it was totally eternal focused and, uh, built around glorifying God. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, when we started to have some doubts, in the beginning, that became a big concern because in my mind, uh, if God were to leave us or if we were to leave God or whatever, now our marriage is only two strands and it's more susceptible to breaking. Yeah. And now we're separating ourselves from God, which leaves us susceptible to divorce now and all of that. Um, yeah, it was scary. It's funny. I didn't remember thinking about it right away, but about divorce. But I think you well, you told me that you did. Um, but I was mainly just super scared, like what's happening to me? Why all of a sudden do I have this like blockage I've never felt in my yeah. life, like with God? And I think it, I would never thought about divorce in the beginning, like it's gonna I'm, happen. It's gonna happen, or like now it's an option. But I, I felt like scared that it was gonna happen to us or something. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. Like I felt unprotected and vulnerable. I oh, guess. okay. I felt like our relationship yeah. was like super vulnerable mm-hmm. if God wasn't there too. Um, so now we wanted to just go through, I guess, a few like bullet points here of things we've noticed now after leaving our religion, um, about how the dynamic of our relationship has changed with each other. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to say it's changed wildly for the better. Um, spoiler alert, it gets a Yay. lot better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but we didn't expect it to get better, uh, honestly. And so all of these things are really surprising to us and we're, uh, really thankful for them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, if you've ever experienced this, just going through losing your faith, I think you go through what's more commonly known as, as an identity crisis, and we are definitely going through that. We, Joe, you said this the other night, and I really liked it. Our minds needed to unravel. And mm-hmm. so when that happened, just like, just the very, I don't know, base layer of us came out, and we were very, came out being very stale. Yeah. And, I don't know, very nothing because we, we had lived our whole lives for Christ. So we kind of didn't have much else. I mean, we had our hobbies. We had things that we liked to do. Uh, we had like jokes. We like joked around, but it was weird. We came out kind of boring. Yeah. I totally resonate. Flat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I, my whole thing when I was Christian was I always would pray to God that I may decrease and he might increase. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like after doing that for a long time, that kind of works. It you know, totally does. I mean, well, when you're only thinking about one thing, yeah, and you're meditating on that, then you do become that. You yeah. become decreased. Totally. You, and you more than I. I mean, we t- we'll talk about this more, but you definitely, you were definitely the better Christian. Good oh, job to you. Yeah. <laughs> For, but like, you definitely decreased more than I did. I was very stubborn and I kept little pieces of myself, but then felt guilty for having them. Sort yeah. of, you know. Yeah. But it, it's interesting now, like you, I feel like when you're in something so deeply like this, you have so much in your mind that's like clouding your perceptions of things or, or like your hobbies are all, all similar in a certain way because of your religion or like your preferences are all kind of uh, skewed in a certain way because of your religion. You don't realize it, you know, and so exactly like you're saying, I feel like during this process of deconversion, we began to unravel and we got kind of down to a base layer where I felt like I didn't know 
who I was or what I liked、mm-hmm. or what I thought about certain things. And so,、um, in a certain way, it was almost like getting to know each other for the first time.、Yeah. Like getting to know the real you、yeah. and the real me. Because there was always like a, a weird, like, Shell around us, like this、yeah. Christian bubble that we had constructed around ourselves that we both thought were really good things and we both really appreciated that in ourselves and in each other. But it was preventing us in a certain way from getting to know, like, the real, true, deep down us.、Mm-hmm. And I want to say here that we were really close as Christians. Yeah, and this we might were... be making it sound like we had a bad marriage,、no. which I don't think that was the case at all. We had a, an amazing marriage. And I actually kind of think, <laughs> I'm going to say this right now, that because it wasn't completely based on Christ, like, we did have, we did have our, like, our, our, What is it like just similarities? We had like the same interests and stuff apart from that. And we sort of like said that our relationship was built on Christ. And once we got married, we got really strong in it. But、mm-hmm. our first initial attraction was because because you were hot. Yeah. And you were hot and you played it like drums、yeah. and you raced motorbikes <laughs> and stuff. But like I, <laughs> I knew you were super Christian. So that was kind of like the, the what's it called permission slip. Yes. It's like, okay, super Christian and I'm really attracted to you. So win win. Yeah. Yeah. But, Like, I feel like I know people who just got into their relationship because they thought that God was telling them it was a good match. Like, I had someone told me one of our leaders, um, one of our my Christian mentors told me this, this really terrifying story. It was really scary to me at the time because I was like, How could you just marry someone based on this? But they said, You know, I always thought that. Uh, I would be better with somebody who was more artistic or who was a guy who was in a band or just something more alternative. But God, I really feel like God led me to this person. He just wasn't anybody that I thought I would marry at all, but he was so strong in his faith. And we just felt like God was telling us we needed to be together because together we could save so many kids. And I was like, wow, okay. I guess that's really, that's like a sacrifice. Good job to you. Like God's going to be so happy. That you sacrificed your marriage to him. But in my mind, I was like, in my heart, I should say, whatever. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like, are you kidding me? Like, you are telling me basically that you did not really like expect to be attracted to this guy and you never pictured yourself with this type of person, but you felt God telling you to be with him. It just,、yeah. I can't even like, I can't even describe right now the way it made me feel. Like, it, I don't know why we didn't say that was a red flag. Yeah. Well, it, it was kind of a red flag. Even then, you know, you were really Christian. We both were at the time. And I remember you telling me about that. And I just always like, felt、oh, like, that, like that's strange because、yeah. it was so different from us. Well, I, I just feel thought like we God just, would, we liked each other. Wouldn't God、know? like make us to be like special and unique and make us so that we would have like the one, someone who was really, you know, meant to be with us? Yeah. I felt like, I guess I had a really romantic idea of who God was. Yeah. Well, I, think I that, thought that he would like let you be with someone you would actually like, <laughs> right? As opposed to, <laughs> oh, I guess like, this guy will do, <laughs> like not settling, but like deciding. Okay, I'm gonna choose to serve God over pursuing someone who I would be more attracted to. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to belittle anyone's marriage, right? But yeah, I, I really want to be attracted to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we need to move on.、Mm-hmm. Okay, so. We were talking about coming out and feeling really flat and stale. 
and how we needed to get to know each other again. So this part was scary because if you've ever come out of something and you're having an identity crisis, it's not as though everyone can get to know you right away because you don't know who you are. Yeah. So we each individually went through periods of being depressed and having to figure out who we were. But we didn't know if I would have known back then that that's what we were doing, it would have been so much easier. Yeah. Because going through it, it just kind of felt like our world was falling apart and I had no idea what was happening. But ba- but now looking back and if this is happening to you, this is what's happening to you. You are going through an identity crisis. You need to figure out who you are and how you fit into this world. And it's completely normal yeah. if you've like been doing one thing your entire life and then decided to drastically move from that totally it makes complete sense yes. now exactly what you said is right like if we would have known what if we would have known this is what we were going through back in those the year and a half or two years that we were feeling like so flat and depressed and lost then it would have probably been easier yeah, yeah so much right. easier but we went through it you know, so and and, <laughs> and when we were going through this this is when the word divorce started to re-enter our vocabulary which was terrifying so scary i i i was thinking oh my gosh you know what we are not christian anymore you know what that means we're gonna get a divorce yeah we have to get a divorce people get divorced now yeah. who aren't christians like it's on the table for us And it was just going in my mind constantly like a crazy person. So I finally had to tell Joe because I had to tell you everything. I'm so sorry. But and that I think really scared you too, because saying the word out loud was terrifying. Well, because it was the first time you had ever, we'd ever talked about it, uh, like in a place in our lives where it could be a possibility. Mm -hmm. And yeah, who are we now? Are we, are, did we just get married? Because we were Christian. Yeah. We had, to have we, that conversation. we had to have that conversation. I mean, and it was, yeah, terrifying. I feel like we both were feeling so like indecisive and unsure of who we were and just kind of lost in the world. And so we were arguing more and like fighting more. And we hadn't really fought much at all Ever. Um, in our marriage. Yeah. Like when we were Christian, we like never fought. No. Um, and now after leaving the church and starting getting really depressed and all this, we started to have like arguments and fights and it was so weird. And then it made it even weirder and harder because now we both knew in the back of our mind, divorce was an option. So well, yeah. And we were like, all the Christians are right. If Jesus is, oh isn't in your marriage, like it'll fall apart. Yeah. Right. And that's Which, what it felt like. It did feel like that. It totally felt like that. Uh-huh. It just felt like. Yeah, like we weren't safe. There's no safety net now. And we really, really had to consider, are we together because we love each other? Or are we together because we were Christian? Mm -hmm. And it was like just a good fit back then when we were kids, when I was 20 and you were whatever, 22. 22. Which that was hard. It sucked. I mean, in a way, it sucked having to do that. But the interesting thing is, and I, I feel like this is such a nice way to come out of this is that we are originally our idea of divorce was that it was, we didn't have an idea of divorce, I guess it was like, it was just something we never, ever thought about and never really considered. It wasn't an option. It's like, we didn't have to think about it. Then divorce became a thing that was like this big, scary thing that could happen to us that now we're vulnerable to divorce. Now we're vulnerable and maybe our marriage is going to fall apart because we don't have anything holding it together. But after working through all of that and having these arguments and coming to resolutions and whatever, growing and starting to feel like ourselves again, rebuild our personalities, I almost feel like the fact that divorce is an option for us has made our relationship stronger. Mm -hmm. Because I think that now we're staying together because we 
are choosing to stay together because we love each other. It's like, it's our choice. I'm like claiming responsibility for my relationship with you. You're claiming responsibility for your relationship with me and with your life, Mm -hmm. you know? Every day we have to choose each other. Yeah. And that's so much more beautiful than, to me, that seems so much more beautiful that we're choosing each other and we're maintaining our marriage because every single day we wake up and choose each other as opposed to, God God joined us and no man can separate it. Yeah. Well, it's like that same thing I think we've talked about before that how good does it feel to do something good because you want to and not because you're like, I need to show people that Christians are good. Oh my and God told me to be this way. God told me to be moral. God told me to help others. But how good does it feel now to do good just because you want to? It feels so much better. It's it's like being able to do something not out of obedience, um, just but just like on your own. It feels amazing. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure it feels for you, the fact that we're married and you tell me you love me and we wake up next to each other in the morning, that means so much more to me now than it ever did when we were Christian, because I know that you don't have to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't have to submit to you. You don't have to submit to me. You don't have to stay in this marriage. You don't have to do any of the stuff you're doing. But like, but you love me and you're showing me by staying with me and choosing us, you know, choosing our relationship. That's so beautiful. I know. And I... The other night we were talking about this and I was trying to describe how it felt now to be loved in this relationship. And it, I realized that what it is, is I feel that you love me in all of my flavors. I think that's what I said, but mm-hmm. I even, I'd even like to say that in all of my colors, like if, if you know what I'm, if I'm, saying this right, like in Christianity, I think there's a lot of black and whites. And I, I feel like you can see it in just in general, in right? general and yeah. every everything and maybe in marriage and or relationships. It's like man is strong. He is the head of the household. Woman is uh, submissive. Uh, she is she has emotions or I don't, I don't know. She should be quiet and listen. Yeah. yeah. And I know that's not true that there are waves in between, but there is a lot of black and white. There is like you believe and are saved. You do not and are damned. Um, yeah, There's so this much is black and white this isn't a sin, in, like, in religion. Yeah. And I never, ever saw that when I was in it. But now that we're out on the outside, I see colors and flavors everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I feel as though no matter my mood or my swings, I don't have to be being a really good Christian in order for you to think highly of me. And I know that's never what our intent was in our marriage, but it was getting to a place that way. Like, am I being the best Christian wife? Am I doing this? Am I, am I being submissive enough? And I'm sure you felt that way. Like, am I being good enough leader? Am I leading our family the right way? And, and now we can just be people. Yeah. Just regular people. Mm -hmm. And I feel so loved by you. No matter what I say, it's not, oh, you're this because you did this, or you're, oh, that was a sin because you did this, or yeah, totally. I'm just, I'm just a colorful person. Absolutely. That's, and it makes you so much more beautiful now. And I can actually see you that way now. Like you said, I feel like there's so much of a wider range of perception or something where in the past, like say you were feeling really down and you were complaining about something when we were Christian. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like it was, I feel like it would be really hard for me to comfort you and love you during that because there'd be something in my mind that would be like, Katie is sinning. Like she's not trusting God or like she should be more humble or she should be kinder, mm-hmm. <laughs> which 
maybe that's true. But like, <laughs> dude, I'm not always kind or whatever, humble. Like I can, st- and you deserve love, even if you're not perfect mm-hmm. all the time. And I deserve love, even if we're not perfect all the time. And now when you complain, I can like love you through that. Or- well, and I feel, I mean, this is a weird example. I, I know what you mean. I feel even like I'm less judged by you. Yeah. And I think like I judge people less now as a non-Christian. Yeah. Even though I wouldn't say that I ever judged people before, I'd always say, I love them. I <laughs> love people. That, I don't know. That I love, love them, but whatever. I hate their sin. Maybe yeah. that love seemed like love to me then, but it's nothing compared to the love I have now. Yeah. But also like the freedom to decide like I don't know. Yeah. What to do or yeah. who to be. It's it's amazing. It's so amazing. You know that thing people like to say love the sinner, hate the sin. Yeah. I think that's like the stupidest saying because I don't <laughs> think you can actually separate those two things, no. but I think it illustrates perfectly what we're talking about because in the past I loved you, but like, I would hate when you sinned. But that's, and you know? me, that's part of me. I know. And it's totally part of you. Now I can love you and I can love your sin. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Because like, it's not a sin. As soon as you start telling people like they have a sin that you're hating, it's yeah. like you separate yourself from them. Absolutely. There's no way to not separate yourself from your partner if you feel like something they're doing is sinful. No. Yes. I don't know what you were saying. Yes. Agree. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go back um, to the Bible. Um, This one verse from Genesis that I forgot we didn't read. Um, I feel like a lot of the stuff from the Bible, I don't, I don't know. Recently I've been realizing or like learning that some Christians don't take the Bible that literally. And I think that's really weird because I'm like, well, what's if you're basing your faith on a book and you're not taking it literally, then yeah. what's the point of basing it on the book? Yeah. But anyway, I, I think that's for another podcast. But we were reading in Genesis, and I wasn't expecting to find anything about man and woman, like, roles there necessarily. Um, and, but we were reading the part where God curses Adam and Eve after they eat the forbidden fruit. And I'm reading from the part where he's talking to Eve. So he says, I will sharply increase your pain in childbirth, In pain, you will bring forth children. And then he says, you will desire your husband and he will rule over you. And I was just so shocked um, to find that part in the very beginning of the Bible. I was like, this is where it starts. This is where the woman is supposed to be under the man forever starts. Yeah. It starts here. And and, page two. Yes. And not only that, the reason that it is this way is because God cursed me to be that way. God cursed me to be under, under you. Joe. That sucks. Um, I was just, I was just thinking about it because like, I feel like a lot of these problems that we had getting out of this Christian marriage were so subconscious. Like I didn't even realize what that meant in the Bible. I didn't, yeah. I didn't read that part and see it for what it means until now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all of the things we thought about each other were so subconscious that that's why it was so scary getting out because we had no idea why this was affecting us so strongly, why all of these changes seem so scary and why they seem so drastic. And then on the other side, why did it feel so free all of a sudden? You know, why does it feel so great now? Right. And it's because I don't feel that, that like sexist oppression on me. And I'm not saying Joe that you did that, but I read the Bible every day and I had that tone. That tone was given to me. Absolutely. There's so many like underground ideologies that were just sitting there and being reinforced every time we read the Bible or every time we heard a sermon Mm -hmm. that we didn't recognize. 
And yeah, you're right. Coming out of it, it was like we felt lost, but also free. Yeah. You know, so it was free. a weird place, a weird place to be in. Well, I'm glad. So anyways, back to that verse. I'm glad that now I don't have to rule over you. Yeah, I'm glad too, because I'm a lot smarter than you. So this, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, here we go. Please submit to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's much easier when I can look at you as just a person that I love mm-hmm. and not as a wife as dis- defined by God mm-hmm. and a wife that should submit to me or that should be quiet in church or that I should rule over. Mm-hmm. And I like looking at you in a way that you're, <laughs> sounds so dumb, that you're you're not my master anymore and I don't need to obey you, which that sounds so weird, but I think I did actually believe that. But I also really, really like in that verse you read in the beginning how it says, you know, wives submit to your their husbands just as, um, I think it says that the church submits to Christ. Mm-hmm. And we're all accountable to submitting to Christ. And I love that you don't have to be submissive to Christ anymore because out of it, you've become so much more confident and in a way your own ruler. And I know that can sound super sinful or blasphemous to people who are still in Christianity, but you as a man are so much more attractive to me, not bowing down to anyone. It's so much more attractive to me. To uh, yourself? You're attracted to yourself? Yeah, I know. I mean, like I, (laughs) yeah. Just like figuring out that, hey, I can actually trust myself. The same for you. I mean, we can like trust our own intuition now. If we have a feeling about something or if we have a certain opinion about something, we can feel free to trust ourselves. We don't have to throw out any of our own wisdom and just submit to whatever the Bible says anymore. We can just trust our own gut, trust Mm -hmm. our own wisdom, trust our own thoughts and feelings about things. And it feels great. You know, we're like, I feel like that's maybe one of the biggest factors of why to each other, we seem so much more alive is because we are like trusting ourselves now, mm-hmm. you know, standing behind what we think and feel and being okay with thinking and feeling things that might differ from other people or might differ from authority or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just, it feels so wonderful to be able to like think and feel for ourselves. Yeah. Which sounds probably crazy to some people, but to, to others, like it's like, sounds so terrible yeah. you know because you know in my mind there's so many like little dings going off like uh-oh uh-oh you shouldn't trust your feelings oh gosh, don't oh trust gosh, your feelings your heart yeah. like that's gonna lead you astray your gut what yeah. but like if you believe in god why would he give you your intuition right why would he give us these huge brains i don't know <laughs> i don't know i want to yeah. use what i have yeah. what i've been given to inform what i do in the world You're right well and the weirdest thing is that when we were Christian, we never, I never felt oppressed by that. You know, we're talking about like all this feeling of freedom now and like Mm -hmm. feeling of, wow, we can trust ourselves. We really can like think for ourselves, all this. I think if I was a Christian and I was hearing that, I would probably say, well, I, I can trust myself. I do know my own feelings. Like they just happen to agree with God, but I trust them and I, I can think for myself and all that, you know? Yeah. So would I, I, I felt like I was free-spirited and free-thinking and could think for myself until I left Christianity and realized that I was not able to think for myself before, and now I am, you know? It's like we stepped into a new level of freedom that we didn't even know existed, Yes, and now we're awake and alive, and it's like, whoa, this is what real life is like. I know, and it's weird, because I never could have possibly imagined that to be the case. Yeah, right. I think what you said when we were talking about this topic before 
that I, I love so much. You said so much about leaving religion is rec- reclaiming responsibility for your life. Mm-hmm. And that is so true. And it's been sort of a hard lesson. I think growing up in a church and faith, in a way you have your, you know, someone's holding your hand the whole time. Like they, they're like, this is what you do. This is how you live. This is where you're going when you die. This is your purpose. This is who you should get married to. This is, I don't know where you should go to church. This is how you should think, how you should feel. Yeah. Oh, this is happening to you. This is what it means. Right. Instead, now we have to reclaim responsibility for everything. Totally. For how we're going to be healthy, for who we are as a person, for what we do, for who we marry. And it's really scary because I think that we as humans like to be told what to do. Who doesn't want a plan for their life? It is. It's like almost easier in a way to follow like the plan. It's easy. Yeah. But the freedom comes with the responsibility, I guess, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's I think that's kind of the stage we've been in lately is we've realized like our marriage and our relationship, not to mention our whole lives, but for this podcast, Mm -hmm. our relationship, we need to take responsibility for it. Mm -hmm. And if it's going to be a great relationship, then it's our responsibility. You know, it's going to be us like loving each other, purposefully loving each other. And when you get in a mood, I'm going to just like love you as fiercely as I can through it because I know that that's what you need most. And Mm -hmm. when I'm down and depressed and moping around, you love me so well, but you like choose to do it because, because you're committed. Yeah. Not because I need to hold it together or because God told me to. Or because we're supposed to or whatever. Yeah. I also want to say too, you, (laughs) you were never like the meek, submissive woman that you were supposed to be as a Christian. (laughs) And I feel like. It sucks, but I feel like subconsciously I probably had like some low level of resentment <laughs> about that, you know? Not really, because like we were so happy together and had a gr- and were having a great relationship and mm-hmm. everything. But I feel like I probably had something in the back of my mind that was like, whatever, Katie should be more humble. Mm-hmm. But now I love that about you. Yeah, I, I know. love that you're not submissive. I know, I'm it's really so cool. attractive. <laughs> you know, it's so attractive that you're not submissive. It's so attractive that you have a mind of your own, a brilliant mind that thinks different, beautiful thoughts than I think. And it's so, so wonderful to be able to live and love a person who's just like totally awake and alive on them on their own without any kind of any kind of lens over their eyes from a religion or any kind of ideology that they've learned to believe through their whole life. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, you have different lenses and whatever. But in this case of Christianity, you are so much more attractive to me now that you're not a Christian. Thank you. And I never would have thought it, you know? <laughs> I know, same for you. I used to be really scared and feel like you should probably have been married to a more Christian wife when we were together. Yeah, well, that sucks that you had to feel that way, you know? Because you thought I was a better Christian than you. Yeah. And, and so you always probably had some, did you have some guilt about it? Yeah, I did. It's, But it wasn't so bad. Like, it, I think this is making it sound worse because we did really have a really good relationship and we did get along so well like best friends Mm -hmm. i think that the only part of our relationship that was under any kind of contention was because of church yeah now that it's gone we're free to just be best friends Mm -hmm. that was the only thing that was holding us back it felt like totally you know we joke about this i forgot all the time that that we're really happy we've lost our third wheel jesus oh my gosh yeah (laughs) jesus was totally a third wheel in our relationship And like, I don't know, maybe this is like going too far into another topic, but like, thank God he's out of our marriage bed. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, also, get him out of there. That's weird. <laughs> There's way too many, like, references in the Bible to God being married to us. And, and having intimacy. And, yeah, I don't, it's weird. With us, yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah, you're right. I think that Jesus as the third wheel was always some source of, like, mild guilt and, like, a little bit of shame or, like, a little bit of judgment between the two of yes. us because he was always there. And he was the perfect standard. And if either of us wasn't living up to that standard... The other would sort of be like, mm, are you being Christ-like? Yeah, like, mm, are you being Christ-like? Yeah. You know, like, maybe that's why our marriage isn't, like, completely perfect right now. Because it's not Christ-like enough. Because it's not Christ-like enough. Yeah, Maybe but... it was too Christ-like, and that's why... Yeah, now we can forgive problems. each other better and not judge each other less. <laughs> yeah, right. And I don't know, maybe these other Christians are figuring this out, but I thought that I had our relationship figured out. I yeah, honestly so thought I. it was, like, really amazing, and I was like, I feel like we have the best marriage. Yeah. And... I just want to say that now, without third wheel, it's amazing. Dude, so much better. Yeah. I don't have to judge you against any kind of external standards. Yeah. I think about you what I think about you, and I love you because I love you, and yeah, it's not we're based just on humans. anything else. Yeah, we're just people now. Yeah. So with all that being said, we just wanted to say that we know how scary it can be if you feel like you're starting to lose your faith or you're starting to have doubts, or if maybe you're doing great in Christianity and your partner is starting to lose their faith or having doubts. Um, it can be really terrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, but in our case, uh, it was able to work out in a really, really beautiful way. And I think we're both, I'm so incredibly thankful that it happened. Mm -hmm. I feel like our marriage is better now than it ever was and probably ever could be mm -hmm. before while we were Christian. Um, and so, yeah, I, th I think it can work, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if you ever want to talk to someone, just come talk to us. Yeah. We love talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> and we have absolutely no, uh, background in therapy, so it'll be really, so good luck. really good for you to talk to us about it. <laughs> All right. Well, that seems like a good enough place to wrap up. Yeah. Thanks for listening so much. Yeah. Um, we'll see you next time. See ya.